Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors. Derm, dude, hit them up for all your beard, body, and tattoo needs. Gridiron Coffee, Two Pilots Distillery, Nobles Networking, Williams Tire. Go check out the big man over in Danville. Uh, Straight Haggard Thread Company. Red Circle, our management company, thank you for putting some change in our pocket and bringing all the corporate sponsors that we have on the show involved with it. I very much appreciate it. Um, and I, y'all don't forget, January the 25th at Nashville Palace in Nashville, Tennessee, Project K-9 Hero is going to be there, and so am I. And a whole lot of people that you know from social media helping uh, – Raise money for dogs that are service dogs, military, and law enforcement. Uh, today on the show, I got two folks that I've actually had the pleasure of uh, having an extremely fucking good time with in person and through social media. Dirty Prescott kids, Travis and Sweet Caroline. I'm glad that uh, y'all could make time for me today. I know y'all been busy. Oh, we always got time for you, brother. Man, y'all are my faves. You don't even know. We're, we're glad to be back. Last time we got shit camp. Mm-hmm. I did, yes. I don't know if y'all. I don't know if y'all plan on doing that again this time, but you know, no. t- do it if you want to. <laughs> that was just the first podcast jitters, is what it was. Well, you guys killed it the first time. I got a lot of compliments on y'all the first time, and I was, uh, I wasn't shocked because obviously, from all the stuff that y'all post on social media, it's obviously y'all are a good time. But then you actually get around y'all and get to know you, and you're just literally, you're a whole ass vibe, the two of you. Well, damn. Yeah, well, thank I'm, you. <laughs> look, when Dustin Heron, when Dustin Heron ends up really, really liking somebody as big as an asshole as he is, <laughs> you know you're good people. That that night in Alabama is one that me and Dustin still talk about. All of us standing around the counter, just drinking and bullshitting all night. Uh, only bad thing about it is the one picture we took. It yeah. was obvious that I had ate way too many edibles. <laughs> Oh, I think it was obvious that all of us had eaten said edibles, but, you know, my face was just smeared. I don't even know how my face was talking in cursive and I wasn't even speaking. <laughs> like, it was bad. Um, Gas station edibles, man. It tastes like pine cones. They were not good. They were Didn't, not good. Um, random, random little side thing about that. Uh, when we left and we went to uh, back down to Florida, we may or may not have stopped at said gas station one more time and got another package of them. They didn't taste any better, but they still work. Hey, I was very surprised by how uh, how good they did work for me. I anyway, too. I was, I was good. too. Uh, y'all got to play uh, Bama Jam while y'all were down there. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, we got to hear how cool that was, and the folks y'all got to get around. Why don't you tell everybody Bama Jam? Is it Bama Jam or Bama Slam? Bama Slam. Bama Slam. That's a big fucking deal for y'all to get to play that. That's a huge event. It, it was. I, I was super excited to do it, and uh, it went extremely well. Everybody was, like, over-the-top nice to us. So it, was, it went up in the upper echelon of our experiences in uh, out-of-state shows. Well, I was uh, – dude, and for y'all to be so close, it just worked out because we didn't plan on any, all of us getting together or anything. Yeah. It, just, it just worked out like it was supposed to. Exactly. Uh, I've just been so proud to see y'all blowing up even more since the last time. Last time y'all was on the show, you just a lot of the people and y'all have had to come across these folks. Uh, I said it before. I just don't like a lot of these people. I think they're entitled pricks and they don't deserve anybody to pay them any attention because I think they're just fake and 
and they're just not the person they portray themselves to be on social media. You two are legit. You two. Uh, yeah. it, it's so cool. Yeah. Well, I feel as if, you know, if you don't have that, then I don't know what you have. So whatever everybody else is doing, however long they can keep that uh, ruse up more power to them, but it don't take people long to figure out who's, who's being real and who's not. I think. No, you can see people falling off left and right. Uh, I mean, TikTok blew up because of COVID. I mean, they, I think mm. everybody can agree to that. But now you see the people that actually have substance and real. They're the ones still last and their accounts are still growing. They're still growing off of social media as far as a brand or their music goes. You know, that's when you find out who's got talent and who doesn't. Yeah. And it's cool to see that with y'all. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you. How did y'all end up getting to do the sweet? Uh, is it Twisted Tea, the Twisted Tea commercial? Yeah, we got to do a Twisted Tea commercial out at Mammoth Mountain. I think I'll have to let Caroline take that one because I ultimately had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was a it was a long, hot summer of just uh, slamming Twisted Teas on the beach because even if you don't have a cooler, they're still okay warm, unlike, unlike beer, so... <laughs> You know, even though they might be uh, the last ones in the cooler sometime, that's okay, even if there's no ice left over. But I just uh, happened to have some photos with Twisted Tea tagged up in them on uh, Instagram, and they reached out to me, and uh, they asked for an interview. I was a bit taken aback, but we did it. And then they wanted to meet my friends, which... That's a whole different story in itself. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. So, <laughs> it really was. I, you know, I I may come off as like put together, calm, cool, collected. And then when you say you want to meet my friends, I mean the veil has dropped. There is no calm, cool, collected or there. Maybe, maybe a lot more cool than anything else, but it it was like a Monday night. I orchestrated this entire thing. I had to get like four party packs two of them were gone and i had to run back to the liquor store to go get two more because we just slammed them <laughs> before the damn thing even started and uh we had about i don't know maybe 10 of our friends over on a monday night we ended up all getting slaughtered during this interview because we just had such a we were trying to like promote the brand and have all these twisted teas laying around but by the time the damn thing started, all we had were empties and we ended up throwing like a real good party on a Monday night. We played it off as an interview, but, uh, I, I guess some of our friends might've been a little too, too rowdy for them, you know, too cool. So too twisted, too twisted. So, uh, fortunately Trav and I got invited to go and we went out there and it was a hell of a time. We got put in uh, their little village, what do you call it? Like a village hotel. Yeah, like right right at the mountain, the resort yeah. that they have there. Yeah, it, it was awesome. Uh, they, they took us up to the mountain the first day. I mean, we thought it'd be super fun, and it totally was, but you are working. <laughs> you were working. We were up at like 4.30. You're up on the mountain by 6 a.m., um, you had a full day of fittings and everything, and it was epic, but unfortunately, they wouldn't let you drink Twisted Teas on set, so we were dead-ass sober <laughs> the entire time, and uh, they wouldn't let you 
we we couldn't do anything that would put ourselves in danger. So I think the we did have a hell of a time uh, sledding down the mountain, which was super fun. They made a little jump and uh, we all got to send it off that. But uh, it, it was an experience like no other. And I'm super happy that we, we got invited to do that. It was awesome. I'm glad you trust your friends more than I trust mine, because if I was doing an interview or whatever, I would. I would literally pay people I did not know <laughs> to come in here before I would let my friends be a part of it. My friends would ruin it by talking shit about me the entire time. It would it wouldn't be yeah. a, it wouldn't be any good. They they did really good. Surprisingly, like nobody said anything. Like and one thing detail that I need to say when we logged on to the Zoom call with them, we're all half in the bag thinking this is what they want us drinking twisted tea and they all log on from different rooms and they're like dressed in business casual clothes <laughs> and we're like oh shit might have overplayed the whole alcohol brand thing like they were excited to see us drinking it but we were in a different level than they were yeah well that's it's a misleading yeah. name then you would figure they would want you to be as twisted as possible for it yeah, they they de when we when we were shooting it, when we got done shooting each day, we'd go back and then they proved how twisted they really get. Like they let us drink unlimited twisted teas oh, yeah. when we weren't shooting. I've got to try that stuff. I've still have not tried one. Yeah, it's it's good. They go down extremely easy. It's only like a quarter carbonated, so it's just it's like water. It's a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything more dangerous when it comes to drinking. I'm trying to not drink as much like this past year, especially the way that the, the December went for me. I drank so much alcohol Yeah, and I'm just now getting where it's like, you know what? I'm going to drink two days a week. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see how long this lasts, but let's do let's pick our two days and chill out. Let's give our liver a break. Uh, it had me like that. I, I ended up buying a handle of Bailey's like, on Monday mornings, I'd go down there, get Bailey's. I'd drink shit ton of Bailey's in my coffee. And then like noon would roll around and I'd switch to beer. And there was no way you would have never, unless I was having a party or stocking up, I've had the same beer in the fridge for like two years because it's just there for when my friends come over. I don't like casually drink after work or anything like that, but damn, I, I became friends and like a regular at the liquor store. Cause I was going down there so much. And, and I realized I was going through like a 30 pack by myself and I and, I and like, a pu public service <laughs> announcement to people. If anybody's still blaming their drinking habits on quarantine, that was 600 and some odd days ago. We are no longer <laughs> in that phase. Uh, get ready. It's coming back. Now, it probably is. But that was a shocker last night. We realized that when the first shutdowns yeah. we dealt with were yeah. like a long time ago already. Uh, yeah, I don't casual drink either, Caroline. It's either I go completely way overboard or I don't drink at all. Yeah, it's a waste. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. Like I don't even drink when I go to dinner. Yeah. I just don't like why am I mixing food? If I'm drinking, it's because I want to get drunk. I'm not yeah. just gonna have a beer. Who the fuck has yeah. a beer? I I have a hard time with just one. I can't. I can't go to church anymore. You can't go to the line. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. It put me in the back of the line, so I finished it off. It happens. Uh, so, Travis, tell me about some music that you had uh, come out since the last time you was on the show. I know you just had one that uh, was talking about depression that came out not too long ago, right? 
Yeah, uh, that, that hurts to smile was our yeah. most recent drop. It was a weird uh, time frame to have to try to explain because I, I actually put the song out kind of prematurely in 2018. And when the TikTok thing started to work out, I was looking back at some of my releases I was proud of. And that thing had like 600 streams on it. So I was like, well, I might as well re-release it because there's a lot of people that haven't heard it. And I still believe in the, the message of it. So we re-released it. And I kind of saw this coming from a mile away. But what happened was the people thought that uh, it was something that was currently happening, which in ways it is. But like it was an older song. So I had to kind of explain that a couple of times, but still very relevant. Well, I like it. Me Thank and uh, I know that there was like one thing that I wanted to make clear on this show too, that uh, when me when I first met you, when we first had you on getting of last year, I thought that you like tried to do the country rap stuff, and that was my fault because I hadn't dove into your music a lot. But as you and me and Dustin and Caroline were sitting around talking that night, like we realized that it is the the country rap thing. Ain't even close to what you are. You actually are very talented, regardless if it's I don't know if you just want to call it rapping or whatever. I just call you musician. You're just a talented yeah. ass musician. Everything that you do that you put out is so much different than what I think a lot of people probably perceived you as, like the way that I did. Just because you're white and you rap. It's yeah, it's, right. it's very stupid. It, I hate to <laughs> classify it as that, but that's probably how a lot of people see it. I know it is. And that I'm the, the better I get at embracing that, like, it's not me that's categorizing myself, the yeah. easier it gets for me. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you when uh, you compare what you do and how you sound and your skill level to some of these people that are considered, you know, country rappers. And I don't consider you one, but, you know, you go to some of the same shows, play it, some of the stuff they do. You fucking are hitting bombs and they're just dropping singles. Like you're in a whole, you got like this sublime thing going on. You got like this late nineties retro fucking cool thing. This is very hard to describe until you do listen to a lot of your music and it's cool as fuck. Once you get a, once you actually, especially I've had the pleasure of being around y'all. So I get it even more now, but more people watch your videos and everything. It's just a whole ass vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. That, um, I guess it, like the easiest way is like if you listen to uh, like a CD that I made, we were doing that the other day, just finding old CDs and playing them on live, like no pre-screening of the songs. My musical taste was just all over the place. It would go from like some 90s country to straight death metal. Like it just really depends on the mood I'm in. And I really do think that I kind of put that into my music creation as well, where like I can't create just one thing. It's more based off of a, a feeling. How am I feeling at that time? So one song might come off as country rap, but then the next one, you might not have any idea how to categorize it. And like, I never felt like I had to explain that. But then once people started listening, I realized I did have to. Explain <laughs> it. Well, I think that's what's cool about it is you're not able to be put into a box. You're not into just one category. And that that's what makes a musician a musician. You get a lot of people that, you know, have big record deals. One just let's just say Sturgill Simpson. I'm a huge Sturgill Simpson guy. He did country, bluegrass, techno rock. Yeah. Like it's how you're feeling at the time. I mean, yeah. and, and this being able to express it. And they were all awesome, by the way. Uh, absolutely. Love, love Sturgill. Uh, yeah. That's one of my, that's, that's 
one of my favorites. Um, we got to get y'all soon too. We were talking about this while ago. Me and Dustin were. Uh, I'm planning out trips for this year, and we have got to get y'all involved in some of them. Just hanging out, especially when we're in Nashville. You two have got to come to Nashville and meet some of these folks. They would fucking love to meet you too. Hey, you, we, we would go. Y'all like, like Nashville. We uh we're going like uh I said it a while ago. We're gonna be there January 24th, 5th, and 6th for this fundraiser for dogs and uh military and service dogs. And uh I'm sure that's way too short of notice, but we're getting there big enough Airbnb. Y'all got your own bedroom if y'all wanted to come. <laughs> it, it it is right between two of our next uh things that we got going on. I don't know, but you got something going on there. We'll have to check. Yeah. There you go. That's what you're supposed to say. You don't put her on the spot. That's how no, you. No, 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 no. That's okay, how I get. Business woman. There you go. What uh? What's some stuff that y'all do have coming? I know you told me earlier, and by the way, thank you for taking time away. I guess you got a wedding this weekend. Yeah. Uh, well, I consider that up there with all the the music events because uh, well, it's a good buddy of mine is getting married in Lacrosse, and they had asked me to be the the minister at the wedding. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they they did it so nicely where we went down for his birthday. We got just blasted. I mean, just annihilated. Then we go to their house, and then they hit me with the, hey, will you officiate our wedding? So they they perfectly placed it. So I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'll do your wedding, where my sober self would have probably been like, dang, that's a big responsibility. And so I've been a little bit nervous about it, even though I know I'm a, I'll be just fine. Oh, you'll kill it. Have you ever officiated a wedding before or did you? Yeah, I did one for my uh, sister. Well, that's cool. Uh, so are you technically, I don't know how that goes. I guess you're not a priest. No, uh, no. I mean, no, obvi- no, 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 no. Obviously, no. if you are, I'm going to that church. Yeah. Um, the Dirty Prescott Church. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. What? So what are you technically then? Are you just ordained? Just ordained. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Obviously, anybody can do it. Just get online and pay the proper amount of money, fill out a couple forms. So I could, be, so I could be a ordained. Yeah. This like, is horrible. I should not have ever asked this question. Well, I, on, on that note, like I, I, when I was going through it, it was like, Oh, you need a, a letter from good standing with the church. And it goes through <laughs> my mind. I was like, I don't know what, what church I'm going to have to contact for that. Like I really have to dig back. And then I realized it was just another button that you click and they just mail you on. So oh. I was like, what a system, huh? I just can pay 15 bucks and get a letter that says I'm in good standing with the church. So I am, yeah. I'm Rev- probably Rev- gonna I'm probably gonna get drunk during this show and right after I'm getting ordained. Mm-hmm. And now I also know that I don't want y'all to go anywhere with me on any of my trips this year because I could see me getting drunk and finding a good looking cowgirl <laughs> in Texas. And <laughs> next thing you know, we're sharing last names. Yeah. I, I'm careful sometimes when I tell people that I'm ordained. Some people are just like, shit, I'll get married right now. I'm like, well, I mean, all I'll, we really got to do is call the county and tell them that I'm going to do it. I would abuse that. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm adult enough for that to fucking happen. Um, I do want to tell you thank you for something, though, big guy. And uh, whenever I was going through some stuff at the end of the year, I sent you a message asking you to share something for me, and you did. You made a video for the show. And uh, I appreciate that. I sent it to a couple of people and they got theirs in a little bit late. I had done recorded one by then, but that meant a, that meant a lot to me that you did that. Absolutely, man. No problem. That's cool. Uh, what's some other stuff y'all got going on? Y'all were way more talkative last time. I got to get y'all drunk all the time. 
Oh, it's been a day. It's been a day. Oh, we have uh, my my brother and his fiance. I introduced them four years ago. Uh, I introduced them on the same day I met Travis. Yeah. And they're getting married in the Virgin Islands in a few weeks. So we get, we're going there afterwards. Where's the Virgin Islands? I don't know where that's at. Uh, it's. That's not part of the Bahamas, is it? I couldn't tell you where it's at either. I just know that Kenny Chesney recorded a couple albums there back uh, in the day. It's well. like a, a couple hour flight off of Florida. Oh, okay. That's cool. Y'all got any trips besides that plan for any uh, musical events for you, Travis, coming up? Nah, the, the only thing that I, I uh, booked out in advance was uh, in early May out in North Carolina, opening up for Demon Jones, another country rapper. He's actually from where he's about 30 minutes from here. Yeah, he's he's uh, pretty active in the community. He's got a I mean, it's, it's going to be epic to open up for him for sure. Daphne set that one up. He uh he's actually he's a really cool guy. When I worked in radio, he came in and did a show. And the radio station that I worked for was all traditional country. Um, and because he just has such a good reputation around here. We played a couple of his songs the day that he came in, and uh I had a I had kind of I have a weird taste in my mouth about that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just not for me. I obviously can't knock anybody that is in that field if they're doing well. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't, it don't hit me. Um, but he came in that day and he blew me away. I realized it's what a genuinely great guy he is. His music is actually worth listening to. Um, and I realized why he has the fan base. There's just a lot of people. I don't understand their fan base. Um, or why I tell you one that drives folks crazy. I think he's a way better guy than he is a musician. And that's up church. I, th- I think he's actually a really good person. I think he's a, a cool guy, and I love he stands for the things that he stands for. I don't get his music. I don't think he's as talented as everybody else thinks he is. Uh, I don't know why. It just, it just don't hit me, but he's obviously fucking killing it more than most. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Traff sees that a lot. Some, some of his uh, TikTokers, not, not a whole lot, but every now and then you'll see a couple come on and – They'll say, you know, hey, this ain't my kind of music, but I like you. Yeah. I, I do listen to it just to see what you're putting out because I know everything's a little different here and there, but not not my cup of tea, but I still I still uh I still fuck with you. That's like my favorite type of compliment, honestly. Like when when people will say, like, hey, I, I really don't like this type of music, but I can respect whether it's the energy you're putting into it or the the work ethic or whatever it is that they can respect, they can see past it. And to me, I'm like, there's so many people that cannot say something like that in anything like, Hey, no, it's this ain't for me, but I still like you. One or all. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They, they close the door on it the second and they don't want to know the person behind it. I, I got a, I had the privilege and I, a long time ago, one of my buddies is a guy named Nate Kenyon. And he has performed a lot with the Lacks and everything. And the Lacks are close to where we're from. And uh, I was backstage with Nate one time and uh, we were talking and the Lacks came up. I think it was actually Lacktoberfest. And um, the big guy, Clay, and me were sitting there talking. And he was like, so what do you think of it? And I was like, dude, I'll be honest with you, man. It, I don't get it, but you got 2,000 people out there on four-wheelers and buggies that are just fucking dying to hear what you got to say. I said, I respect the fuck out of that. I, I love your hustle. I mean, you're obviously killing it. 
And the dude looks me straight in the eyes and he says, look, if I could sing, I would sing, but this is how I, this is how I get my message out. Yeah. And right then I got the utmost respect for those boys. And I always, I like that when people understand that, you know, Da Vinci, Michelangelo, all these other artists back in the day, none of them's art was the same, like, but it's all considered art. And I feel that's the same way a musician is like, you don't have to sound like anybody besides yourself. And as long as you sound like yourself, you're creating art and that's all it's got to be for it to blow up for you. Yeah, absolutely. And it is crazy though. Like each, each one of those individual people, like they can have a concert and have people just go absolutely nuts for it. People like those artists and you might not like them. The person across the other state might not like them, but they can find their own fan base. The fan base can exist anywhere. So that's the biggest thing. Just find them where your fan base is. Have you, uh, have you found that your fan base is bigger in Wisconsin or when you travel? It is, it is honestly so unbelievably hard to gauge because like on paper, it, it seems like they're all over the place. Like everything I post people are like, can't wait for you to come to Alabama. Then I go to Alabama and we'll do the show. And someone will be like, damn, wish you would have told us you were coming to Alabama. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I made like nine videos saying I was coming to Alabama. So like, I personally would think that Wisconsin, maybe I feel like it's more because I've done so much more shit around here. Like, yep. but each time that like, when we went to Iowa, we got nothing but love. When we went to Alabama, we got nothing but love. Virginia had a blast, did not feel the same way about all the love, but not because of the people, just the way that they set me up to play at 4 p.m. When I was told I was coming out there to be a co-headliner for Saturday night, and I ended up getting the snooze spot on Saturday. So there was nobody there. Did same thing happened to us in Illinois. Uh was Virginia the one was like the TikTok event on the farm? Yep. How was that? Because I, I started to almost go, but I thought I'd hate it. Yeah. I mean, we we had a really good time. And most of that was due to us. Uh, the, I included the trip and what I call a good time and everything. But once we got there, we were sent to the wrong direction in the first place. They're basically like, oh, go to this side. And we're like, is that where the performers are? And they were like, no, it's just a field. And we're like, well, we just drove 20 something hours to fucking perform here. You better point us to where, and they're like, Oh, we're sorry. Um, Oh, you're over there. So that we drive back all the way down there, get down there. And like, nobody really told us what we were supposed to do and everything. And we kind of just sat there for a couple hours, like drinking and like soaking in that we were there. And the first person to ever come talk to us was uh, Blake Reynolds actually. And we talked to him a little bit and he's explaining who the people are. We did not do any research. So we didn't know who any of the other creators were. And I felt bad because I'm shaking people's hands and they're like, yeah, I've seen your videos. And I was like, thank you. And then you like look them up a little later. They got like 3.2 million followers or something to my at the time. Like, I don't know what I had at the time, like 300, yeah. 300,000 or something like that. Yeah, way more than me. And I'm sitting there like, thanks. I'm glad you watched my videos. I didn't know who they were. Uh, I've had the uh, I've ran into these people and they drive me fucking nuts. What you just said right there, it drives me insane when they're like, oh, I bet you like my videos or what always gets me is, hey, pull out your phone. I'll follow you back. Yeah. 
And it's like, follow. I don't know who you are. I'm not knocking you. I just don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. And they, they get you jammed up like that, too, because that's when you, you start to cringe because you're like, I probably the chances of me actually having have already followed you is like, probably not. no, I, I know what my for you, my for you page needs bleach and fucking penicillin <laughs> shots. Like, yeah. Yeah. Especially my, when people share their videos that come up on their for you page and you're like, it's a for you, not a for me. Yeah. So like keep it on your own shit. Yeah, I we did meet we did meet some badass people out there. By the way, it was just the yeah. initial meeting them. Yeah, I didn't realize that like we were all like supposed to like maybe we weren't supposed to, but I felt like oh everybody knows each other except us. So when we came up, I just failed miserably at the test of knowing who anybody was, and I it, I found out by the time we left. But I was I was we, kind of embarrassed. We though. had a really good time in the general admission. Yeah, we did do that. We went up to general admission and just started getting bombed with the festival goers. Yeah, that I mean, and it's hard because no one it's like no one has a name there. You everyone's addressing each other by their handles. Yeah, I hate that. And so, you know, it's it's and with someone who struggles with remembering people's names, that shit really threw me off because. I had no idea. Even afterwards, everyone's, oh, did you meet so-and-so and so-and-so? And And I'm like, oh, what was he wearing? Like, I have no idea. I just, my mind does not attach to that stuff. So, But we did get to meet Petey fucking Pablo. That's my guy. And Adam and the Metal Hawks was an epic concert. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not familiar with who that is. You've definitely seen him pop up before. He's, he's, he got the duet with Jack Black. He sings very similar, like, you know, Jack Black and just, is he like the bigger, bigger guy? Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't realize he had a band. I thought that was just a guy having fun. Tremendous. And all their band, they're like all pretty young and they slay. Not only do they put on a great show. These guys, I don't know if you can see these guys. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking it is. Yeah. It was a, it was a great show. The music was phenomenal, and we had both agreed that we'll probably never see them on that type of stage. On that type of stage for that fee. They had like a 20-year-old guitar player up there just shredding the thing from the top to the bottom. He's like, I'm like, how could you even be alive long enough to learn that instrument like that? Like he looked like a like like the ball boy on a basketball team. No offense to him, because he's a badass and he probably gets more. Trim than anybody, but it, he's they're all so young and they they played like a couple covers like Sweet Child of Mine and stuff, just oh. shredding it. It's almost better than the original. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that's the good. best. That's the best compliment you can give any musician that the cover's better. Yeah, it was just unbelievable for being there and the other concerts that we saw because there were there was definitely some badass people there. Brian Martin played right after us. That's my boy. God, I yep. love him. Brian Andrews. Brian Andrews played there uh, after Brian Martin. So it went me, then Brian Martin, then Brian Andrews. And I'm like, some of the people did not understand how I, dope of a lineup that was. I've had all three of you on my show. Brian Andrews is super fucking talented himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The fact that y'all three right there, and Brian Martin is a songwriting fucking machine. He is a beast. I don't TikToker too. I think his videos are funny. Like both of them are pretty good on TikTok. We're all just trying to like like we're all musicians trying to use TikTok to get our songs out there. Like it's not like if the songs weren't there, I probably would give zero effort into TikTok. Like if I wasn't trying to promote my songs. 
Yeah, if well, that's what I respect about you guys. It's not that y'all are trying to make a living off of it. I don't like the people that try to make a living off of it. I like the people that are marketing themselves with the tools that they're given off of it. That is y'all fucking kill it that way. I mean, there's just something cool about it. I mean, I don't like, there's too many people. I don't respect the folks that, of course, I envy some of these people is making a million dollars a year off of fucking TikTok or whatever. Sure. But also, you're kind of a one-trick pony. Yeah. You, know, you know, there's I think there's a couple of the girls on there that just shake their ass. They get a billion <laughs> views. Yeah. And they're worth a million dollars. That yeah. teaches them no life trait whatsoever. They're probably going to be broken, pregnant by 17 different people by the time they're 30. Yeah. You know, but you guys, y'all are just marketing yourselves and you're making the most out of it. Yeah. And like, like as far as like just feeding into like, if you just do the one thing that works for you, I am well aware that I could take my TikTok account to at least a million in a short period of time. If me and Caroline wanted to just do exclusive us singing country songs. Yep. But I, I try to make it every once in a while because that's not why we're on there. We're not trying to beat that horse down like, oh, yeah, we're just going to do this over and over and over. I like it. So it's kind of like a treat. So those posts do better than my other posts. Everybody who's seen the account is aware of it. Like if you add her to the equation, the video percentage goes up 30, 40 percent. But we try to hold off on that because it's not like we're sitting at home making TikTok videos all day. <laughs> no. I but, I have a hard time getting up to make one. I it's got to be a the right time, do, or like I can't. Uh, I know there's people on there that it is a part of their daily to learn the new dances and get on the next biggest trend, and they do their research for that. I I don't have time for that. I'm too busy, and so it's got to be in the moment, which just goes and makes it more genuine. And I think that's what works best for us in the moment. Stuff is better. Anyway, you can obviously tell, you know, and that's just, but that's what people want. I don't really think I really do not believe that there are people just sitting there waiting for the next, as far as viewers go. Now you got creators that are just waiting and waiting and waiting on the next trend to come out so they can get a couple more thousand followers. But as far as viewers go, there's nobody just sitting there waiting. Be like, oh, I can't wait to see this person do the renegade dance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're not fucking waiting on that. They're waiting for original content. And, you know, TikTok is about a bitch because it doesn't reward a lot of original content. It's got to be the right time, right, right hashtag or whatever for it to blow up. But when it does, you can see your follows just explode that day or whatever it is. And it's yeah, just like. The fucking greatest example of that would be, I know that uh, it was right around the time when um, shit kind of hit the fan for you, so I didn't ever get to ask you what you thought of it, but that video I put out on Christmas where we were all singing the Justin Moore song? Yeah. I'm like, there ain't no reason that video shouldn't have went to a million plus. No, 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 not but, with the people you had in it, no. Right, and just like the way that it turned out, I just fucking loved it. It was great. It did. I was very proud of it. You actually made me extremely jealous that you came up with that concept and I didn't. <laughs> uh it was it, that's a great fucking idea but there's you would think you would think and then you tagged people in it as well you yeah. would think that that would beat the algorithm you you would think that having those that amount of people in there but also like I, i'm learning more and more about how fucking tiktok works from people that are way more associated than me like they say that when you get to a certain point 
that you have to do in-person videos with other people that have followings mm. for, for your videos that used to just kind of blow up to where they went stagnant. Mm. Like you, you have to start crossing over with yeah. other people. And my problem doing that is, is the people that are in my area that I would be like, okay, I'll do a fucking video with you or whatever to promote the show or whatever. Their idea of doing a video is not appealing to me whatsoever. And I'm like, no, like, Tell me your ideas before you even come here or I don't want to do it. Like, have y'all seen the dude, uh, his name's Marshall, but he does the Gregory videos. Um, the one where he's like in a, living in a trailer park. He's, a uh, he, uh, he's always talking about Rhonda Jean. Um, the dude is fucking hilarious. He's friends with, uh, some professional wrestlers and everything. I'll mm. I, I did a video where I was telling him I'd go to the VFW with him. Or like, well, he lives like an hour and a half from me, and I didn't know this. So he's the first person that's been around me yeah. that has had a big following that I'd be like, when he asked me or when we talked about it, besides him just doing a show, he was like, you want to do a video, a trashy video? And I was like, fuck yeah, because that's funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like you wanting to do the Justin Moore thing. That's that's good. I like that idea. But everybody else is like, hey, you want to do a dance? Yeah. Uh, no. Do I look like dance. I want to fucking do a dance to you? <laughs> yeah. Nobody that, wants to see me dance. That's no. kind of like at Wood Talk, like a couple of the people that we met, uh, not necessarily the bigger creators we were staying with, but when we met people, they're like, hey, do something. Like, look, we'll just do something. And I'm like, like what? I'm jammed up here. Like, like these ideas that I come up with. They're like based off of what I'm doing at the time. And I'm definitely not like a, just put a fucking quarter uh, in me and here we go. Like, I'm, I didn't know what, like you tell me what you want to do. It's your account. I always end up just taking a drink. Yeah, that, I do too. Or, or I end up flicking off the camera. Uh, I think it was after I had y'all on the show the first time y'all ended up going, what was it? Country stampede. Country fest, country fest, whatever it was. And uh, y'all had the fu- y'all had the badass Dennis Rodman jersey on, which uh, mm-hmm. I- I've got those jerseys, and I fucking love that y'all had them on. I was already I knew that we was gonna be friends then. Yeah, but uh, I don't think those videos were too planned of like you and the groups of people there just like having a good time and partying, right? Yeah. So that those like in the moment videos are fucking funny to me, or I like them; they're entertaining. But anything else, you can almost see it's it's almost just cringy as fuck. When you see like somebody forcing themselves to do something for somebody else on TikTok as a as a trend or whatever, I hate that shit. Yeah, that's why uh, when we were at Country Fest, we actually had the idea. We were looking at some of the videos we took, and uh, we were singing Miranda Lambert in the pouring rain, and we were about to do what we always do, and you know, put the actual song on there. And she's like, "You always get comments of people like saying like." Like, what does the real audio sound like? Or are you guys lip syncing? So I decided to just say, fuck it and post the actual raw, what was happening around us. And we're, our voices are hoarse and we're singing it at the top of our lungs, just having a good time. So I was like, I only put the audio in there for your sake. So you don't have to listen to what we sound like. (laughs) That's cool though. I I would rather hear it. Yeah, no, it ended up getting a great response for just leaving it that way. But no, none of them were planned. It's just... Planned if you say like me running up and being like, hey, I know you guys are all partying, but this is a great song. I'm going to set my phone up and I run up, give them no direction. Everybody's doing different shit. I like jumped off the bar at one point. Everybody was doing random stuff. They actually did just start showing out when I put my camera out because they're no, 
oh, Trav's going to put it on TikTok. And and the funniest part is none. Of, I think two of the like what twenty of them probably have TikTok yeah. and actively use it. Yeah, none of them have none it, so they don't even it. know the videos we posted no. of them that have done extremely well. <laughs> you know, like five thousand people saw you do that, or five million <laughs> people saw you do that, and they're like, "What?" Like, no way. But they're they're just as genuine. If not, they just add to all of it they're, they're oh, they the add to it sprinkles for sure. on the top they are good wholesome humble people well i think some people are just they're not really waiting on their moment but they're gonna embrace it like oh, yeah. it, it's just like <laughs> they're the people that's always been called wild and crazy or whatever and they're like you know what i can't do this every day i can't do this once a month or whatever yeah. but if a motherfucker ever get around me yeah let's do it let's yeah. fucking be crazy that's a, the, my favorite compliment I ever got in my friend group. Somebody commented on one of those videos and they said, I'm getting main character vibes off every person in this group. And there's like 20 people. I was like, that's a great compliment. Cause everybody was like, yeah, this is my moment. And they just showed out for the video. I, it was not planned, but you know, as soon as it starts rolling, they, they know what to do. We've been doing that shit for years, way before TikTok. Yeah. We used to do it on Snapchat. That's yeah, where exactly. that's oh, where yeah. that's where I originally blew up as bearded bastard was on Snapchat. And all my buddies back then, they would always be, let's do something to go on Snapchat. And I would wait till they were doing the dumbest shit possible. <laughs> and then that's when I would put them on there. I would when people you got to have kind of a talent to you that when the camera's on, you're on. I right. like the I like the more candid stuff. I'm better yeah, at yeah. the more candid stuff when I know if I don't know you're watching me, I'm way fucking better. I get the night that y'all got me to do the the Justin Moore thing, I was around Gracie. I had to make Gracie go stand outside of the studio because <laughs> he kept coming around the corner and I kept getting camera shy, not because of the camera, but because of her. Yeah. And like, I just could not do it. I can't be on like this for anybody. Like I'll flip a wrist. I've got to, I got to work myself into it. Same. Yep. I'm a oh, little bit of both. You're good at it though. Both of oh, you. A little bit of both though. Like if, if I get put on the spot too, like sometimes it just doesn't work for me. I'm like, uh, but sometimes I'm just in my element and I just roll with it. But you'd never be able to sell it either way. Well, I appreciate that. You can't dude. You're and Caroline. You're the same way. You're both are you, you're made for it. Oh, I do have to say that Bama slam a show. I don't know why. Maybe it's just, uh, we didn't have that 24 hour car ride I could gear up for and just get there and do it. Or like we, we hadn't been day drinking all day, maybe a combination <laughs> of the two, but I was so stage fright at Bama Slamma. I had glasses on and I still couldn't look out into the crowd. I could not make eye contact. I could not look anyone in the face. I just kept like looking down. I couldn't even get my, I had to remind myself to dance that like yo bitch you're literally on <laughs> fucking stage right now like you need to move and I, I was just like just like a statue I was so nervous and I could not tell you why and I actually had to like stop the show halfway be like in between and be like I need a drink up here like can anyone <laughs> and I someone put like five drinks up there and I was like thank you so much but I was so nervous I couldn't shake it I, I'm usually never nervous in front of people but uh about two years ago i got to introduce he's talking about pd pablo a while ago i got to hang out with pd pablo and i got to he was opening up for nelly 
at a concert that I was, that the people I was with at the time Outback Entertainment was hosting. And uh, I had to go on stage and I had to introduce them. Well, I was so nervous before introducing Petey Pablo because this is like, I'm from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Take your shirt off, spinning around your head like a helicopter was a fucking anthem for oh, us yeah. all through middle school as far as pep rallies, everything goes. And he has some more stuff that I like too. So I was nervous introducing him and then walking off stage, him getting done. There was like an hour between him and Nelly. And uh, me and him were sitting there talking. We're in his, uh, he had a fucking Hummer. He had a blue Hummer, I think. And we was end up sitting in there maybe doing some drugs. It was like a night. It was like a 2002, <laughs> a 2002 Hummer. Come uh, on, man. It, it was like one of the old big ones. And uh, I was sit- I'm sitting back there with him. And I'm like, dude, I don't know how the fuck I'm finna introduce Nelly. Uh, you know, he was the opening act. So there was a lot of people there, but there was way more people there by the time Nelly got there. And um, he was like, dude, just fucking get drunk. He said, just, he said, just get up there. He said, if you fall down, if you make an ass out of yourself, if you do anything, yes, somebody might take a picture. Yes, somebody might take a video, but those people are not there to fucking see you. Yeah. <laughs> They're not. They're there to see Nelly. There's nothing you can do wrong. Just have a good time and let people know that you're here to be the MC and you're a good time. And sure as fuck, I got drunk sitting there and got high with, with uh, Pity Pablo. And uh, then I went to go introduce Nelly. And it had been raining. It was an outdoor event. And my fat ass was jumping up on stage, just going ham. And I slipped and fell in the biggest water puddle ever on stage. And busted my ass in front of like 3,000 people. I got up, <laughs> I got up with Nelly security guard helping me up. And they Damn. were like, are, they were like, are you fucked up? And I was like, no, dude, I'm just super nervous. I was incredibly drunk. And uh, I was drinking white claws at the time, though. So it wasn't like I wasn't too slammered. Uh, and then like I got to hug Nelly's and walking off stage, whatever. He puts on a good show. And all the next day, I realized nobody gave a fuck about me. They didn't, they didn't care. There's no sense in being nervous. You know, those people, what I'm getting to Caroline is you don't ever have to be nervous going on stage. Those people, it doesn't matter if they're there to see y'all or not. They're there to have a good time. And -hmm. as long as you put out the vibes of having a good time, they're going to enjoy you. If you stand there like a fucking statue, Yeah, it's just best to let loose. We, we, I also got nervous because there was, you know, he, he did a public service announcement like, yo, I know there's kids in here. This music isn't like PG. It always, you throws, know? It like, always throws me a, off when I see kids. It's a little rated R. And this guy, like a minute into the first song, just he's giving us the thumbs down and he just walked out like, ooh. And I mean, once again, no one's there to see me, but I like shriveled up. Like, I, I just felt so small. But it was good looking back, like at all the videos, I was trying to go through and see uh, who was there and who tagged everyone. And it it was all videos of just him. You couldn't see me at all. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I don't even know what I looked like because no one filmed me. And that's exactly what I like. So we met some dope people there. We did. We the Possum King. I, I don't Possum know if you there. Him. That dude I followed me on him. everything after you two told me about him. He, he followed me, and I thought y'all fucking with. I, I'll be real. No. I did not know. I did not know any of this story. Yeah, I've been meaning to tell y'all this. So y'all, I thought you two were having a joke at me and Dustin's expense. No, I, I thought that y'all were 
serious, not serious about there being a fucking dude who just carries a possum or has got possums all over <laughs> him all the time. And I was like, no, this, this ain't fucking real. Dude started following me on, on everything. And I was like, holy shit, this dude is friends with possums. I really thought y'all were playing just like a joke on me. I no, thought it was just underrated like underrated account. For yeah, sure. the dude's fucking cool. I like him. He is. Yeah, yeah. he he's awesome. It was great to meet him. And and it's weird because you see all these people on on your phone, just like we saw. You know, we see you over the the webcam. We see you on the phone. We hear you on the podcast. But then you meet him in person, and kind of like you were saying in the beginning, like are they are they gonna be the same as they yeah. are in person? And I mean, all y'all exceeded my expectations. Like it, I, I felt like I fit right in. I wasn't being lied to. This wasn't a, <laughs> a pull the blanket and surprise, but yeah, it, it was cool. We did meet a lot of people down there and it was awesome. Brian no, that, Hart was down there too. I wish Brian would have got to come over that night. It just didn't work out well. Cause we would have had that. I mean, it was already a great fucking night. I had yeah. a, I had a wonderful time with y'all. Uh, one thing I will say about like my friends, you know, we, we're very authentic. We don't put a fake version of ourselves. The songs that you hear Dustin sing is him. Right. And, I, and same way you put your, how you're feeling at the time into a song, Dustin Heron's the same thing. And yeah. I think that's why we just had such a good connection that night. It was, uh, I enjoyed hearing y'all two sing. And like when y'all were harmonizing and, and bullshit and having a good time, man, that was, that was a pleasure for me just to sit there and watch it. There, there was a couple of times that I, I like, every time I think back on it, I smile. We were like, I couldn't tell you what the song was, but a country song would be playing. And then we all started singing. One person started next thing, you know, all four of us are like finding our place in the mix and it, I'm like, this sounds good. I think we're all singing Neon, <laughs> yeah, yeah, neon Moon. <laughs> and I'm just like, this sounds good. We should be the Tone Rangers or something. Dude, we would look like the 90s band ever between your hair and your mustache, Dustin's curly-headed fuckness. It's like, like uh, the village people. Yeah, we got Caroline right here looking like a young Shania Twain. And then I just look like oh, the worst know. roadie ever. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, it was a good time. I, I look forward to more of that because people, it was like Dustin and me were talking the next day. I, after there, church. Yeah, after church because we went to church. Mm -hmm. We didn't move. I was so hungover that next day. I felt horrible. Uh, there needs to be the kind of music you do, even though it's not country you have such a vibe that there's more people like you coming into country music now because Morgan Wallen's doing mashups and you've got Thomas Rhett doing mashups and you got Hardy doing mashups with artists that are not traditional country artists. That is like the whole conversation that me and some people who write country music have had is you are so going to fucking kill when it, when it comes to that vibe to where you can take what you do and you can mix it with uh, a hook or something from a traditional country artist. Oh, it sounds so fucking good. Or vice versa, them doing a hook for you. Yeah. I mean, it's just a whole, I mean, Morgan Wallen just happens to him and Hardy just happen to be killing it more than anybody right now. But yeah. Morgan just did the stupid ass Broadway song with little Dirk or whatever his name yeah. is. And then on the whole hick tape, there's a couple uh Hardy's new uh, EP. There's a couple artists on there that are not country artists, but you don't know what they are. You don't care that they don't fit into a genre. 
and you getting around people like Lee Tucker and Dustin Heron and uh, Blaine Bunning. Good Lord, I cannot wait for you to meet Blaine Bunning. You two are going to fall in love with this crooked nose motherfucker. He, <laughs> he is. I'll send you when that. As soon as we get done, I'm gonna send you a song from him that he just got done. That is one of the best ones. Justin fucking Dukes and all the rest of my buddies up in Nashville. I'm going to forget a million. You and Trey Lewis and Matt McKinney doing something together. Yeah. Trey and Matt's our buddies. Like, it just makes sense. It makes sense for you to be involved in the groups that we're in. Yeah. I I mean, it does. It's funny you said Hardy. We, uh, that, you know, you said you were hung over the night after we all hung out. Shit, by the, Seven o'clock the next night. That's uh, exactly where me and Caroline found ourselves. Orange Beach, Alabama. There was a a rescheduled Jason Aldean concert with Hardy, and we got tickets for forty bucks a pop. And we oh. ended up, we ended up there, and it was my first time ever seeing Hardy live. And I'm not gonna lie, sometimes it felt like you were at a full blown rock show. Then all of a sudden he's rapping, then he's singing. He had the people going nuts. He is a different fucking animal and like they you're watching people are literally watching him and morgan wallen change country music in front of their eyes it is it is it's going to a whole like growing up my like my family they love the outlaw country i love Mm -hmm. outlaw i love merle i love willie i love waylon i love all that stuff i love 90s music from 2000 and up it's really hit or miss for me until you get to Eric Church and Luke Combs and early Luke Bryan. Um, now I'm more of like Tyler Childers and stuff is what I listen to is Sturgill. Yeah. But they're changing. They're taking this 90s vibe and this outlaw vibe and they're mixing it. And then they're saying, you know what? Fuck it. Let's throw some, let's throw some non-traditional stuff in there. They're the they're what I think Florida Georgia line set out to be. Yeah. But they're actually real country. Yeah. And and country's not a color. It's not a state. It's not a culture. It's not anything. It's it's how you grew up. Like, yeah. I, I would probably consider, uh, from some of the conversations we had that night, you might live in Wisconsin, but I don't think it's that much different than Cochran, no. Georgia. You no, know? The, you'd, be, you'd be surprised when you seen it. You'd be like, oh. It's just like a frostier version of it. Yeah, that was yeah. actually one of the first conversations we had with, was it, uh, who sings New Breed? Oh, New Breed. Jesse Howard. Jesse Howard. Jesse Howard's band. When we went down to Bama Slam, we were all in, in the green room with them. And they were all talking and God in those deep, deep Southern accents. They're like, you guys probably never seen anyone like us before, huh? Like you guys don't have rednecks up there. And I was like, you know what? I mean, I'm sure we don't look like rednecks, but we sure do. Like you guys look like the regulars at our bar. (laughs) Like you guys talk like the regulars at our bar. It, it's just a little, uh, Fargo accent up here, but country is country's countrywide. countrywide. Yeah, Brantley said it best. Brantley, Brantley had it best. But yeah. you know, I hate the term redneck. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a. It's I a, hate the term redneck. It's a very uh, broad, derogatory term to cover 
uh, a group of people that is not in that group at all. Yeah. When I, when I first got into all this social media bullshit, I had somebody who uh, is worth, he's made a very good living for himself. And he told me, he said, don't play yourself towards rednecks. And I was like, I know I don't consider myself one, uh, but I asked him why. I was like, why don't you do it? He said, man, look, he said, most of those folks, unfortunately, they're not upper class. And I was like, well, that's kind of fucking, that's rude. You know, there could be some upper class rednecks. And he said, no, you're reading it wrong. He said, one day you want to charge people to come see you. He said, one day you want to sell shirts. One day you want to have things that involves people spending money on to be involved with you. And he was like, the bad thing about when you market yourself to rednecks, you're always going to have to, because they value things differently than you do. It's not that they don't have money, but they'd rather spend their money on something else. They might have a $40,000 side-by-side, but they're yeah. not going to pay $30 for a t-shirt. Yeah. You know, they're not going don't to. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Yeah, exactly. They was like, they'll spend a hundred thousand dollars to buy a truck or an RV to go camping for a weekend, but then they'll drink bush light because that's what gets them drunk. They'll drink a cheap alcohol. You have to market yourself to more of the middle class because they're the ones who will say, you know what? I'll spend $30 on a hat or a shirt. I'll spend $50 to go see, you know, even though y'all got to open or whatever, you had a certain slot at one of your shows and somebody's headlining, they'll still spend $50 just to go see you because they like you. And then they'll leave if they don't like the headliner. You, you have to market yourself to people that can actually spend the money. And some folks don't like that. Yeah, but I, I don't know who the fuck I'm marketing myself to. To good people, dude. That's all I really want. I just wanted people to listen to it. I wasn't even selling out to or want to sell t-shirts at first, but then people just demanded it. Where's the t-shirts? Do you think, uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, you said Florida Georgia line was, had started out as that outlaw country. Do you think it was their, their, who they're marketing to, why they changed? Or do you think it was the the record labels? It's it's always the record label. Oh yeah. It's always the record. And I don't think they started off with outlaw country, but I think they were more traditional 90s country, maybe late 90s country. They were never the outlaw, but there's an album. I don't even know if you can get it anymore on iTunes, but it's like Florida, Georgia, Florida, Georgia lines, original EP. And it's like only five or six songs. It is fucking good. I'm talking about it is a good time. And then Cruz came out. Cruz was huge. Yeah, but, but that whole, that whole first CD yeah. was huge. Honestly, yeah. I saw him, I saw him in concert that year. Yeah. My ex girlfriend really liked him, so we went there, and like yeah. the concert was epic. But then they just got weirder and weirder after that. Then the Holy song came out, and it was like, okay, I think that what they do is, first of all, Nashville. I love it, and I hate it at the same time, just for the simple fact that they'll take somebody and they'll take something that has worked. And they'll take something that people have just built a fan base to and loved. And then they'll say, okay, look, people are going to get tired of this. You've got to change it up. you got to do something different. you got to be a little more marketable. Well, the problem with that is, is you lose your original fan base. Because yeah. then they think you've sold out. Luke Bryan to this day, his first two or three EPs are amazing. 
I couldn't tell you a Luke Bryan song I liked in the past five, six years, but I will yeah. still blare that original We Rode in Trucks and so many other songs. The the whole CD where he's singing about being drunk in Panama, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got some bangers. Um, I understand why a musician does it though. I've never had a million dollar check put in front of my face no. and said, Hey, change you a little bit and this is your life. Yeah. I can't I, say I wouldn't do it. I, I don't think a lot of people can even see it from the stance that you're saying it. Like, that's the way to think about it. Like if yeah. you've never been presented with that opportunity, how can we all say we wouldn't yeah. sell out? I'd like to believe I wouldn't. Yeah. But we I, actually did just turn down a million dollar check. We did. I don't know. How the does possibility that to get? Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I get it. But with somebody like y'all, you're still rising. You two are still – you're still going up. So I would imagine if somebody's offering a fat check now, if you wait a little bit longer, maybe somebody else offers a fatter check, but you get to do shit your way. Yeah, I guess I might as well elaborate on it since our, our old to silence is, uh, came and went. Null and void. But it wasn't music-related uh, to, to end that right now. I ain't got no offers for that shit. But we did get a phone call from uh, – popular tv show and you know it's a the ending prize is a chance to win a million dollars get to travel the world we in caroline would have smoked it and we ultimately had to turn it down because of our belief in not getting the jab oh no shit mm -hmm. it was uh, a very difficult decision we lost sleep over it i respect y'all i respect you even more now for it yeah it was i i didn't expect to to be presented with like, you know, it's easy. It was easy for me to say up until that point, like, no, I don't want to do this. I believe that, you know, my immune system, you know, all of that, we all know the drill, but once that offer was on the table, I will admit I had to take 24 hours to think about it. I think I knew my answer immediately. I still had to think about it though. Cause I never been presented with that shit. No, I made a list of pros and cons and the, the, Cons definitely outweighed the pros. It was a hard decision, but you know, I if want, it, if I want it baby mullet someday, there you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, I actually make y'all feel better about that. Uh, in the past two months, I got offered a position as a program director at a very big radio station. And for me to retool the radio station, as far as it would be like me having com complete control. They wanted to mix social media and radio because they know radio is dying. They know that public radio is dying. So they were going to give me a salary and then they were going to allow me to, let's say if I wanted to reach out to you two and be like, okay, you're going to get a salary every year and you've got a four hour slot that you've got to fill every day, four hours a day. You have your own talk show and you get to play whatever music you want on it. But that was one of the things that they said. They were like, you have to do this. And me and my daughter, had to sit down and have a very long talk about it because I would have had to move an hour and a half away. Not too far where I couldn't be back every other day, but far enough to where it's an inconvenience. Right. And, and I decided, you know what? This is, you know, not to bring up a weird subject, but it's my body, my fucking choice. Yeah. You know, if, if people for the past 60 years would Roe versus Wade or whatever the fuck it is, or that might be Board of Education. I can't remember. Whichever one it is. If y'all have been saying for a long time, 
that it's your body, your choice. But now you're telling me, fuck that shit. There's yeah. something up there. I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know what it is. And, you know, I'm a conspiracy theory nut anyway, <laughs> but I don't know what it is. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know what it is either. Uh, it, it's just like, like in this scenario we were in, it's like 31 seasons of this fucking show got to come there without getting this thing. What, what changed? Like when, how has my health became such a concern for you? Cause in my personal opinion, we're fucking fine over here. Yeah, we're fine here. I, I believe in the past uh, in the past thirty days, I've had it. The new strand, I felt like shit for two days, but I wasn't coughing. I had a low grade fever. I laid in bed. I was just tired. I'm a lazy piece of shit anyway. <laughs> like that so, how we, that's how we all used to be sick, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, I was in bed for two days. Like, felt like shit, and I'm back. What's up? Yeah. Now you can't even clear your throat in public without right. feeling a little weird. Well, I don't know Everybody. what it's. I don't know what it's like up there, but our weather is changing so bad. It's yesterday it was 40, or like 35 degrees. Today it was 82. Oh. Common knowledge, and that's literally what it has been since the middle of November. Ever since then, it's hot one day, cold the next. That's well, weird. because of pollen, because of everything else, and your yeah. body adjusting to that temperature every day, you're going to get sick. It's going to be a seasonal cold, just like any other time of the year. But now you're wanting to call it the vid and you're wanting to put a new whatever in front of it, a chromacron or some bullshit. Like yeah. who, your body's not meant to be hot one day, cold the next. It's, it's not. And it's, no. it's all stupid shit. Yeah. They actually just announced, uh, I think it was yesterday that. The Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul, you need a vaccination card or a negative COVID test to go anywhere up there. But the people with the vaccination card don't need a negative COVID test. And that's kind of what's hanging everyone up. Like, well, you could still carry it. You could still pass it. So why, why do they just, oh, you got the card. Like, that's fine. But everyone else, you can't even get a COVID test up here right now. You're like weeks out. You can't just like stop in at your CVS pharmacy and go get a COVID test. You have to schedule it weeks out. And so it's just, uh, it's. I can't speak for you, but I was begging for a scenario to not have to go to Minneapolis. Uh, <laughs> well, I work up there. So it's, it's, uh, hey, if y'all lunches for me, that's the it, only reason I ever go out. Is If, uh, if it gets COVID down out. to the nitty gritty for y'all, we'll, we'll make sure you get a vaccination card. I mean, it's legit, you know what I'm saying? A wink, wink, a legit vaccination card. Yeah. Where do you think I got it? I got it from the official of the officials. Yeah, yeah. No, our, our weather has been varying drastically, too, but it's more like that uh, that negative 25 to the... Uh, Did you say negative 25? Negative 25, yeah, yeah. Fuck that, that shit. Travis, like a week ago, it was. Travis's truck wouldn't start. <laughs> Nothing like that. Because I left my fucking Bluetooth thing on there. Every time I yeah. think I want to, every time I think I want to ranch in Montana or I want to move <laughs> out that way, I think about what you just said, negative yeah. twenty five, and it's like, you know what? The South ain't that bad. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing actually. It's really not that bad. Well, uh, well, folks, I'm not gonna hold y'all up anymore. I appreciate y'all spending some time with uh with me tonight and uh. Travis, it really does. I'm glad I got to have you on at the beginning of the year because uh, I know y'all got a great year coming up between you and Caroline, and I really do appreciate what you did for the show a couple weeks ago. And my little uh, 
my little clusterfuck of time. Uh, I, I very, I very much pray. It, it showed me there were some people that I sent that to that didn't even message me back. Um, and some they sent their videos late, but I'll tell you, uh, you did it right the fuck away. And I was like, you know what? Whatever this dude or Caroline has that comes out, or whatever I can do to help them, uh, I'm kissing your ass from now, bud. No, you ain't got to. No, do no, that, no. I'm just saying, like where I'm from, yeah. lo- loyalty is the biggest thing to me. Loyalty. It, it is- Loyalty and respect. I don't care how different two folks are. If uh, if you help me, I, I've got you. Back. I will fucking run through walls for motherfuckers. I do have a request. What's your request? So when we all hung out that night, we we got put up in the very nice bedroom in Dustin's house. Yeah. Uh those pillows that were on the bed were hands down. Travis and I have talked about this more than I would even <laughs> like. Sl- to. I already know what you're about to say because I'm slipping that down, fucking bed. The best pillow I've ever laid my head on. I slept they were nice. like a baby and we talked about it multiple times on the way home. Like, God, we got, we got to ask Dustin what kind of pillows those were. They were amazing. So I'm going to need you to steal those, ship them up. <laughs> I will. I'll promise you at least I'll, the brand I'll, name. I will find out because, uh, let me tell you. Those rich motherfuckers. <laughs> God, I never I, had a pillow like that in my life. Uh, I slept. Like they plucked the chicken that morning. Yes. It was so fluffy. I slept. We went and played golf. It wasn't this trip. It was another trip. And I stayed in that room that y'all stayed in. I got done playing golf. And our whole plan was we're going to come home from playing golf. We're going to eat some lunch. We're going to take a nap. We're going to go out that night. I fucking got in that bed after I ate and played golf all day. I didn't move for 15 hours. <laughs> it was the most comfortable I've ever been in my life. I don't it know. Very glorious. Good. It's black in there. It was so dark. I slept. It, we got up at like noon. Like, I mean, we stayed up till like 5 a.m. No doubt. Yeah, the but... sun was almost coming up when we was going to sleep. Yeah, I, I don't know how you guys went to church. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> how we went to church either. Dedication to the cause. I don't remember us ever. You keep saying that, but I don't remember. Was there a joke that night about us going to church? I think so. Wait, I thought I remember waking up and seeing Grandpa coming through. Grandpa like, was there in the morning. Uh, in his church clothes. Uh, hold up, hold up. Dustin <laughs> went to church for Grandpa. Did he uh, actually okay, make okay. it there? Holy smokes! Du- let me. Dustin Heron's a bad motherfucker. He doesn't yeah. sleep. He is one of these guys. All he does is hunt, write music. And that's it. That's yeah. that's all he does. He's the baddest motherfucker ever when it comes to something like that. He went a couple weeks before or a couple weeks after. I can't remember that we were all together. He went and stayed on a mountain for two weeks hunting. Like cold hunting deer on a fucking mountain. And then he comes and he's like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. And I'm thinking, I would have fucking died. Uh, the first night like there's no way i'm making it that far as you did it's something else i did it with my uh dad and two brothers last year elk hunting it was only five days but they just drop you off like two two three hours into the mountains off on horses and just be like all right hopefully you packed everything talk to y'all later (laughs) well uh 
Yeah. Well, hey, I need y'all to say hey to somebody before we go. Like, not here, but just tell just tell Miss Casey and Kim, hey, Casey, after I did the show with you last time and after we posted pictures and everything or come back from the trip, it's uh, it's some lesbians that I very much love that are getting married soon and in their wedding. And I found out that they are huge fans of you two. And, um, yeah, like, I didn't know. Like, she lost her fucking mind. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, like one of them lost their mind and was like, I cannot fucking believe that you know them. And I was like, yeah, next time, you know, I'm eventually going to get them to come to Georgia or something. Y'all can hang out with wedding? us. Maybe we'll just drop in. Oh, boy, they would fucking lose their lesbianness yeah. all over when, you. When is that? Uh, I think it's in September because it was supposed to be in September this past year, but oh, COVID. Shit. We got plenty of time. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Oh, boy, she'll lose her fucking mind. All right, Casey and Kim, we'll see you at your wedding. Oh, shit. We don't Here have we a flower girl yet. Well, hey, Miss Casey. Hey, Miss Kim, I love you. There you go. So, I, even if they do got a flower girl, they'll tell them, fuck off. Yeah. I mean, it's, have a wrestling contest. It, it, it's, it's Kim's kid, but they'll probably tell them to fuck off over you. Uh, <laughs> <Bring> <laughs> but anyway, you two, uh, thank you so much. And, uh, hey, if y'all need anything anytime soon, y'all let me know. Yeah, thanks for having us back. Uh We'll have to meet again in person sometime soon. Soon, soon, soon. And uh, and thank each and every one of y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. I will catch y'all next time.